Audio Hop Podcasts. This is the Whiskey Advisor Show. On this show, we sample some fine whiskies, share interesting tales and trivia, and answer your most important questions about whiskey. And now, here's your host, the Whiskey Advisor, Uday Balaji. Hello everyone. Welcome to the second episode of the Whiskey Advisor show. In the previous episode, we had a breezy look at the long and rich history of whiskey. The whiskey rook Piyush is here with me and is raring to get started. Aren't you Piyush? I am. I mean completely. You know, today's episode is very interesting because I've always been fascinated by how things work. Uh, you know, how they are made, what's the process and you know the minute details involved. And when the product is whiskey, I mean that makes it all more exciting. wonderful if details are your thing folks this show is for you i have to warn you this is going to get geeky but the important thing here is you listen through it and then you'll start knowing where the different flavors in whiskey come from shall we get started okay oday i mean so let's get started uh, you know i suppose the process of making whiskey must be a very complex one and uh, you know i'd love to know what goes into making a whiskey a good whiskey complex process um i'd say yes and no uh where i'd say no would be that it's very simple in that there are only three ingredients there's grain mm-hmm. there's water mm-hmm. and there's yeast that's it that's it to make whiskey wow yeah yeah and we're talking about malt whiskey today so malt mm-hmm. is in the case of whiskey at least barley that we're referring to so it's a very very simple process how whiskey is made from this barley so you take this grain and then you grind it you put some hot water in it and you get a sugary liquid mm-hmm. you take yeast okay. you put it in that what is yeast to it eats sugar and gives you alcohol it's the most amazing thing in the world mm-hmm. you take that alcohol and convert it to a high spirit by distillation and then you put it in wood and 3 years later wow you have whiskey okay sounds simple to the ears Yes, that is the simple version. Would you like to get into the really detailed version now? I'm raring to go there. Well, it's also the first process is called malting. Mm-hmm. You remember that barley grain that I spoke about? Yeah. So this grain is basically a packet of starch. Okay. So this is that starch that you want to convert to sugar and then onto alcohol. Mm-hmm. So how do you get access to the starch and how do you convert that starch to sugar? how that's done is you go through a process of germination i'm sure you planted a seed in the ground when you were a kid and waited for it to grow into a plant of course yes i did so that's germination for you okay so in the distilleries what they do is they take the grain they put it in a vat steep it in water take it and then dry it on a floor and wait for it to germinate okay but what you did when you were a kid was you let the plant grow Now if you let the seed grow into a plant you're not going to have any starch or sugar left and that's the worst case scenario because you're not going to have alcohol at that okay no whiskey is not a good thing yeah bad thing exactly so now what you want to do is you want to stop the germination and you do it is a very simple process you heat it yeah so you put it in a kiln light a fire below and the heat stops the grain from using up all that starch okay so now this is a very interesting thing this kilning 
Have you ever had a whiskey that had a peaty flavor? I don't know what it's supposed to mean because you know once once I had a whiskey, you know I was getting this smoke, uh, smoky flavor like a ham smoke flavor from it. Yeah, so that's uh, kind of what we're talking about. The smoky flavor has an origin in this process of malting. Okay. That fire that you light in order to heat the barley. Mm-hmm. So now that needs a fuel source. Right. And the fuel source in Scotland and Ireland over the years has been peat. Okay. So peat is nothing. It's just vegetation that has been carbonizing for many centuries, which has almost turned into coal, but not yet. That people dig up in blocks and use it in their houses for instead of firewood or use it anywhere, you know. So it's just another fossil fuel. Effectively. But the thing with this is, because it hasn't fully carbonized, still has that grass and vegetation and everything in it. So that flavor, that smoke comes when you light it and gets stuck in the husk of that barley. Oh, okay. And this is what goes through your entire process and gives you that smoky taste in the whiskey. Okay, so that's that's that, you know, that's why I got that uh, smoky flavor. It starts at the very beginning. So So at the end of this process, you've got malt. Process one is over. Okay. Second process is very simple. It's called milling. Mm -hmm. All you're doing is crushing the malt. Why do you do this? Because when you crush it, you have more access to that starch. Mm -hmm. So now process two is done and that ground malt is called grist. Grist. Yeah. So you take this grist and go to the next process, which is called mashing. Mashing is nothing more complex than you take all this grist, Mm -hmm. you put it in a big vat called the mash tun and you drop hot water on it. So this hot water, what it does is it essentially activates an enzyme in the barley called amylase. Now what this amylase does is it breaks down that starch into soluble sugars. So what we have at the end of this process is a sugary water called wort. W-O-R-T. That's right. That's right. Perfect. So typically in Scotch whiskey distilleries, you put three waters at 65 degrees, 75 degrees and 85 degrees. Mm -hmm. So those first two waters are taken off and used as the the wort that we just talked about. Now, the third water is used again as the first water in the next batch. Okay. Right. And you know, all that husk that was there that would have been left after the after the grinding, after the milling, that will be left at the bottom of that mash tun. But this is very rich in protein. You take this and give it to cattle oh. because it's a great uh, cattle feed. Very sustainable in that sense. Yeah, yeah. So now we have the sugary water. Now what do we need to put in sugar in order to get alcohol? I guess yeast. Spot on, my friend. So now we're off to fermentation where you take these this wort and put it in these large tanks called washbacks. Mm-hmm. And into the washback goes yeast. Mm-hmm. So now this yeast eats up all the sugar, gives you carbon dioxide mm-hmm. and alcohol. Okay. But it doesn't give you only those two. It also gives you a lot of other compounds called esters. Okay. These esters are what gives you a whole lot of different flavors in your whiskey. Aha. So typically a fermentation is about 48 to 72 hours. Some do it even longer. Okay. Because they want those esters that form in that longer fermentation, which gives their whiskey the characteristic. Mm 
सो दीज वन एस एस्टर्स दे गिव यू फ्रूटी एंड फ्लोरल कैरेक्टर सो प्रॉब्लम वॉन्डरिंग वॉट इज दिज एस्टर्स वॉट इज ई टॉकिंग अबाउट फर्मेंटेशन इट्स आई पुट इट दिस वे ओके सो वेन यू ईटिंग सिनेमन सो दैट टेस्ट एंड अरोमा दैट यू गेटिंग इज नॉट ऑफ सिनेमन इट इज ऑफ एन एस्टर कॉल्ड एथिल सिनेमेट ओके सो नो दैट is being formed during fermentation okay exactly yeah. similarly there's another one one called ethyl pentanoate which gives you an apple flavor okay so the apple naturally has that exactly exactly so that's what's happening so you know when you get a whiskey at least a quality whiskey it's not you know like that people have put in pineapples and pears and we will go on to all the tasting shows uh, later in the season Well, let's say if you t- taste a Glenfiddich twelve, for example, you will get uh, green apples and pears. Nobody put any green apples and pears. Okay. All this came during fermentation. Okay. Similarly, that malty flavor comes obviously from your grain. The cereal flavor yeah. comes from your grain. So that's why in this episode we're looking at you know all these different processes to understand okay where is this flavor coming from. Mm-hmm. So now all of you know where that peaty flavor comes from. you know where the fruity and floral is coming from it's pretty obvious where the malty is coming from so i'd say we're making some progress here guys so when this fermentation ends mm-hmm. you have one of our other favorite things which is beer okay i would like to have one now <laughs> <laughs> later later so the beer that you have at the end of uh, this process is also called wash mm-hmm. and it's about 5 to 10% uh, alcohol okay. so now a 5 to 10% wash of beer is not what we are after mm-hmm. you know we want something with a little more punch to it yeah how do you get it from that 5 or 10% to the at least 40% for it to be called whiskey simple answer is a fifth process here that's called distillation okay distillation is a very simple process so essentially what you're doing is you're boiling a solution mm-hmm. in that solution you have water which has a boiling point of 100 degrees right other components will have different boiling points yeah so at different boiling points you will separate those different components out that's yeah. it yeah. that's yeah. it yeah so what you do in distillation in whiskey and we'll talk about double distillation because that's what's very common at least in the scotch world so you take your wash the beer from the previous step you put it in a copper pot mm-hmm. and you heat it Okay. When you heat it, alcohol's boiling point is seventy-eight four point four degrees, mm-hmm. and it separates from the water. Okay. That's a very fundamental principle. So when you take the wash and you put it in this first still mm-hmm. pot, still, you heat it up, and you just strip out the alcohol. So you get uh, an output of about twenty-five percent uh, ABV mm-hmm. at alcohol by volume. So what do you get out of the wash still? You get that twenty-five percent alcohol called low wines. Yeah. So now you take this and then you put it in your spirit still. Why do you put it in the spirit still? Now you already got twenty-five percent. Two reasons. One, you need whiskey at least needs to be forty percent ABV. Right. Second reason is there are a lot of compounds still in this low wines that can kill you or make you go blind and all that. Okay. I'll explain what happens here. Put it in the spirit still. again heat it up and initially you'll start getting these really light compounds that have the lower boiling points than uh, your alcohol your mm-hmm. ethanol mm-hmm. 
these things are like methanol acetone methanol can kill you acetone is nail polish remover you definitely don't want this stuff so all these things are taken away and they called heads okay so they put us and then in the teron that 78.4 you'll start getting ethanol and then this is the hearts this is the stuff that you really want mm-hmm. you take it and put it aside and that's called the new make okay and then after that's done you get all the heavier things because you need more heat to get these big compounds out called fusel oils and butyl alcohol and all that this stuff you definitely don't want because it'll give you a hangover okay right so now you take that and you put that also on the side that's called your tails so now this heads and tails you'll distill again because you want to get as much alcohol as you want so now you take that new make this is your unaged whiskey okay and typically in scotland the strength of this will be 65 to 75% oh that's huge that's yeah. a large number yeah. that is pretty strong stuff so this new make is completely clear now what you need to do is cut it with water to typically in scotch is 63.5% because that's what lets it interact with wood really well. So I've given it away already. So you've got to put this new make in wood and age it. Mm-hmm. So that brings us to the last part of the process, which is maturation. So in maturation, you use oak casks. These are the only casks that are allowed in scotch whiskey. Some other countries allow a little more. So we'll just talk about oak for now. So why oak? oak allows air in and out it doesn't allow liquid in and out very mm-hmm. important right you don't want your uh, barrels or casks to be leaking so i said earlier the new make is completely clear mm-hmm. but the whiskey in your glass is not mm-hmm. so all your color comes from the cask okay yeah and depending on who you talk to either 60% or 70% or 80% of the flavor comes from the cask there's no specific answer but a big chunk of flavor does come from the cask okay we hope you've enjoyed the episode so far but before we go ahead here's a word from our partner enjoying this podcast you can also catch this and 200 plus such podcasts on karma 2.0 with bbc india film companion open mic poetry satguru isha foundation indian classical renditions by the greatest maestros stories rhymes and gk for your kids oh and did we mention the 5000 preloaded songs and 100 plus unique playlists every day to know more go to www.saregama.com now and we're back let's continue how do you get flavor from a wooden cask exactly yeah. i was about to ask you that so two ways one you get it from the vessel itself mm-hmm. second you get it from the previous inhabitant of the vessel okay what's yeah. that i'll talk you talk to you first about the cask itself and you notice i've been saying cask because a lot of the time people say whiskey barrel whiskey barrel a barrel is a type of cask mm-hmm. there are many types of casks okay. and many types are used in scotch whiskey maturation also okay but what happens to this cask before you put whiskey in it in order to make a cask you need to be able to bend the wood and oak is a is a very strong wood so what you do is you gently heat it so that it will become bendable okay so there's a process called toasting where you know as a part of the process of this heating the wood starts to caramelize 
what happens in things caramelize you start getting those sweet, sweet compounds yeah like one of the things that happens during toasting in uh, a fork is uh, there's a compound called lignin 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 okay and when you heat it it becomes vanillin so see just like our friends the pentanoids we seeing more flavor here yeah so this lignin becomes vanillin and that vanillin gives you the vanilla flavor in your whiskey okay so when people say i taste vanilla in the whiskey no extra points because most whiskies have this okay but yeah please do you know when it comes to tasting this come out with whatever notes you find now on to the next one so this is a process where we said it's adding flavor to the whiskey but there are also some nasty flavors that you don't want in the whiskey you know because it's all in chemical process some of the stuff that you know we wanted to take out in the distillation will still come through now you do a process called charring mm-hmm. so essentially what you're doing is you're really burning the inside of the cask mm-hmm. so you get a you know like coal a layer of coal okay what does coal do it removes bad odors and bad flavors and that's exactly what happens here so one process is subtractive and one pro- process is extractive in that sense okay or in other simpler words one process gives flavor and another process takes off bad flavors okay now it's to- told you also about the previous inhabitants so when i say previous inhabitants i'm talking about the other liquors that were in these casks before they were used to mature this particular whiskey okay so you right? mean used casks exactly exactly used cask but used by some other liquor okay right so now what happens is i we need to go a little back in history for that so the british aristocracy in older times used to enjoy this drink called sherry mm-hmm. from the south of spain it's mm-hmm. still there mm-hmm. and uh, so this is a very sweet lovely it's a delicious fortified wine from the south and it used to come to england in these huge oak casks called okay. sherry buds mm-hmm. so then they used to come there and then you know after drinking it it's just lying around right and in those times all uh, you know all the storage vessels were casks okay. barrels mm-hmm. and uh, you know whether it was salt or wheat or whatever it was it was stored in this so some person by stroke of genius accidental genius and has to be said put some new make unaged spirit into this and then uh, had it after some time and was like oh my god what is this how did it get that wonderful taste so two things have happened mm-hmm. one the toasting has given you some good flavor yeah. and also some good flavor is given given by uh, the sherry because there's still a few liters of sherry left in the cask because it's absorbed yeah. right so that is seeped into the whiskey and given it a nice round delicious flavor okay so what are the characteristics of sherry sweet ripe fruits you know dried fruits kind of flavors that's what you get from that but how many people drink sherry you know whenever i do tasting they talk about sherry and people are like what <laughs> but okay. when i talk about the next type of cask that is used which has become the most predominant one they like oh yeah i know that one so in the mid 1900s the us government came out and said in order to be a bourbon a whiskey can only be aged in a new charred oak container okay keyword being new and bourbon which is mostly in kentucky 
ages really fast. So in very quick succession, you're getting so many of these bourbon barrels. See that I'm saying barrels now because the barrel is an American standard measure, which is the American standard barrel. Okay. It's the same thing that's used for uh, oil as mm-hmm. well. You know, barrels of crude, mm-hmm. same measure. Mm-hmm. So now you have so many of these barrels lying around. Not too many people are drinking sherry. The scotch industry is growing. You need more and more barrels. What's a logical thing to do? Send them across the Atlantic and start using them for scotch maturation. So that's what's happened. Most of the scotch now is matured in ex-bourbon barrels. right? So bourbon will give you kind of like those butterscotchy, caramel kind of flavors. If you've had bourbon, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Now there's one more factor to it. We've been talking about the oak. Mm-hmm. So there's two types of oaks. The bourbon is made from American oak. It'll give you caramel and coconut and those kind of flavors. Sherry curse are made from both European and American oak. Okay. So the European oak will be a little more tannic, a little more, you know, drying on your tongue. You know, tannic, when I say like tea can dry your tongue, okay. you get that kind of uh, feel. Mm-hmm. And it can also be more spicy. Okay. So that's it for uh, the types of oak. Now, there's a couple of concepts that I've got to uh, talk about, have to do it since we're talking about the manufacture of whiskey. Um, One is called Angel Share. Angel's Share. Yeah. So, you know, I talked about, uh, you know, casks letting in and out air. So they allow, you know, a certain amount of the whiskey to escape. Okay. So about 1% to 2% is lost every year in Scotland. Another one, it's called devil's cut. So there's some fancy terms. So devil's cut is basically after you empty the cask, what's still left in the cask. Okay. So now these casks will be used many times, you know, uh, over many years. And some might be retired only after like 70, 80 years of maturing whiskeys. So very, very strong containers. Traditional methods, but still relevant these days. I mean, that was an incredible uh, information. I'm really enlightened. But, you know, I have a question there. Uh, you know, what? whatever you said, I have a question saying, you know, how long a whiskey must be aged? Um, in Scotland and Ireland and the countries that follow those laws or those uh, methods of making whiskey, it's a minimum of three years. Okay. So, and there is one process at the end uh, that I have to mention. So after the whiskey is aged for whatever, three years or 10 years or whatever, it doesn't just always go from that cask into your glass, you know. So then it'll that basic filtration will be done where you take out all those, you know, the char will become little bits in the cask. And it'll take all that out. Mm-hmm. And most of the single malts that you see across the world go through this process. They'll be filtered like that. And then they'll be put, multiple casts will be emptied into one big vat. Okay. And they're allowed to marry for some time. Yes, uh-huh. marry. Basically yeah. marry and mingle, you know, so that the molecules will all fuse together and you get a cohesive uh, mix. Okay. Yeah. And then what happens is they water down because your whiskey is at 60%, 65%. You only need to be 40% to be called whiskey, right? So not everyone wants to pay that extra money for that 50 or 60% ABV whiskey. Mm -hmm. So these are your single malt bottlings. Okay. So if you don't add that water, you have a single malt 
cask strength bottle okay right okay now if they took it directly from that cask and they put water in it diluted it down and put it in a bottle that is a single cask single malt okay yeah now they took it from a single cask and did not add water that is a single cask cask strength single malt okay yeah so that's it folks that's how whiskey lands up all the way in your glass from those barley fields i mean uday this has been one journey i mean it is so interesting amazing incredible i'm falling short of words so thank you so much for taking us through this amazing process of whiskey making it has been an eye opening journey for me i'm really glad you feel that way piyush uh, as i said it was going to be a really geeky episode and uh, there's actually more detail than that if you can believe that um, so i've got a blog on my website whiskeyadvisor.com that takes you through the process in detail of how malt whiskey is made so if this was interesting for you please go check that out and uh, all your geeky needs will be met In next week's episode we'll carry on from here and talk a little bit about the different styles of scotch whiskey and more importantly how to taste whiskey. Yes folks, next week we'll be tasting three whiskies so don't miss it. I assure you that you'll have a few oh wow I never knew that kind of moments about whiskies you've been drinking for years. Till then, drink well and drink responsibly. Cheers. Cheers. If you want to learn more about whiskey and Uday's work, visit thewhiskeyadvisor.com. You can send in your questions to us on uday@thewhiskeyadvisor.com or Instagram or Facebook at thewhiskeyadvisor. That's whiskey without the e. The show was brought to you by Audio Hop Podcasts. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter at Audio Hop Podcasts. We'll be back next week. Until then, keep your spirits up. and drink responsibly